Hey friends, what up? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Ayin Dalad, Daf 74 of Masech Lixubis. Friends, at the beginning of the Daf, we continue with our discussion from yesterday um, about the fellow makes a tnai and then gets married. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm going to start off on Gimel Beis about five six lines from the bottom. Eisve, bottom Chacham Dor Beliyaz Bektanah Shesiyah Viyav Niskarsha Oy Vavoy Viyisom B'Chaya Of Oy Vavoy. Friends, do you remember this from Masechti Yivomis? Yisom B'Chaya Of. Who can tell me how you have a situation of Yisom B'Chaya Of? Well, if you have a Ketana who gets married and then um, gets divorced, right? So her father marries her off, so she's married Midor Raisa, and then she gets divorced. That's a divorce, Midoraisa. Now, once she gets divorced, her father can no longer marry off Midoraisa. If she gets married at this point, it'll only be Midorabonin, and she can just leave with Mayun. So that's what we're talking about now. So we're saying that, um, that the Chacham admit to we'll see exactly what this Machlokas is in a little bit. That if you have a Ketano, and her father marries her off, but then she gets divorced as a Ketano, and now she's considered a orphan, even though her father is still alive. And then if she gets remarried, so it's Midar Abonah. Because the father, I mean, she's considered, just like if her father was dead, so if her mother or brother married her off, it would be Midar Abonah. So also she's considered Yosom of even though her father is alive, still, if she gets remarried, it's only going to be Midar Abonah. If her husband then dies, so then you have to do chalitza, so you don't do yibum because the, the marriage is only midar abonan at this point, right? Because meaning, midar says she was divorced. Midar says she was divorced from the, her husband, right? She was married midar because her father married her off. Then she got divorced midar which means that she can't, um, marry any of the brothers. That's, that's also because of, um, grushas ochib. So she can't marry any of the brothers. Now she gets married, remarried to the guy Midr Abonon. To the, she gets remarried to the original guy Midr Abonon. So then she can't do Yibum, she has to do Chalitza. Right? So, because when she got divorced as a Katana, she's divorced Midr Aisa. And therefore, she's also to the brothers because of Aisha's Grushas Ochib. The Ein Chazarasa Chazarag Mura. And when she remarried the, the guy, it's only Midrabanan at this point. When do we say that she does Khalitsa Shagershik Shiktana? When they got divorced, when she was still a Katana, Vechzirok Shiktana. And then she got remarried when she was a Katana. But if they got divorced when she was a Katana, Vechzirok Shigidola. But when they got remarried, she was already a Gidola. So then the remarriage is Midoraisa. Or Shechzirok Shiktana, Vigodla Etzla. This is the important part. Or that, um, they got remarried as a katana, but then she became a gadola while they were still together. Vames, and then he dies. Ochuletz is then she can do chalitza or yibum. So when she was a, uh, uh, um, katana, she got remarried as a katana, which is midrabonon. Um, but then she became an adult while they were still married and they had bia together. So we're saying at that point, we can assume that they are married, that they had bia, the shame kedushin, and they are married, and therefore she would do, um, yibum. She, she could do even. But they say, uh, Rebeliezer's opinion is, that no, even if, uh, even in that case, that she got remarried when she was a Gadola, or she got remarried as a Katana, but was still with him when she became a Gadola, um, even so, 
she would do um, chalitza and not yibum. Now over here, it's considered toos isha achas, right? It's one, it's one uh, woman. Ufligi awesome, ufligi, and they argue, right? So we see that even though it's this katana, they're still arguing about when she got married, when she was a katana, and then became a gadola. So they're arguing about whether she would be considered married or not. So asam nami. No, this is the machlokas. My sovra adam yudeish and kedushin kedushay ketana klum. That um, that according to the tanakama, um, um, the, the the husband would know that the kedushin when she was a ketana are uh, invalid. Don't don't count for anything. V'gamar uval l'shem kedushin, and therefore when she became an adult, he knew that he, now he was going to have to be l'shem kedushin, and he did. And therefore, they're considered married, and she could do yibum. A fellow doesn't know that the kedushin of the ketana would be nothing. And therefore, when they have bia, it's with the intention of the initial um, kedushin. And the initial kedushin, she was a ketana, which is midabanan, and therefore they're not considered actually married, and therefore um, she would be unable to do yibum. Excuse me, babylon. Itmanami. Where, where else was that? Where did we have something that was like always mentioned, like somebody's name? We like mention something and then mention somebody's name. We'd be like, da da da. Who was that? I can't remember. I can't remember who was that. Was that Hill Lester? I feel like maybe Hill Lester. We we had some. Yeah, I feel like it was something. There was something. Where like I would mention it in it, and then it would be like Hillel Lester would come after that. I can't remember. I think maybe Hillel Lester once pointed out something. Hillel Lester. Maybe it was like something to do with like Reuven and Shimon and Sarah and Rivka or something like that. Hillel Lester. <laughs> All right. Um, can't remember what it was. You guys remember what it was? Hillel, do you remember what it was? Itmar Nami, Amr of Achba Yaakov, Amr of Yochanan. It was also said it says that if a fellow is Makadesh, a woman with a stipulation, with a Tanai, but then they have Bia without any stipulation. Everyone agrees that no get necessary because the Kiddushin was with a stipulation that was not met and therefore they are not considered married. So that is like Rabba who says that everybody agrees that when it's one person, so it would be, um, uh, it would not be considered marriage. It would have to be as though it was two people. Eisve, we have a kasha. Rav Acha Bre Dervika Bar Achte. So Rav Acha Bre Dervika, the, his nephew, right? Rav Acha Bar Yaakov's nephew was Rav Acha Bre Dervika. Very interesting. Chalitza Mutes. When it comes to, chal- also we're back in Yuvamas. Chalitza Mutes, a mistaken Chalitza Ksher is okay. What's considered a mistake in Chalitza? Says Well, if you tell the fellow, right? So you have, are we doing this again? Reuven's married to Sarah. Reuven dies. Now there's Shimon. Seriously? Hello, Lester. Um, and uh, so now, if we want Shimon to do Chalitza, so if we say to Shimon, Chalotzla, Vachach Ata Konsa, do chalitza, and by doing chalitza, you'll not be married to her. That would be considered a, a mistake, and it would be right, a chalitza mutes, and it would be kosher. 
Whether he has kavana and she doesn't for chalitza. Or whether she was having kavana for the chalitza, but he wasn't. Chalitza also psula. The chalitza is possible. They both have to have kavana. And you say that such a chalitza where they say, do chalitza and by doing so, you'll be married to her. And he has no clue what he's getting himself into when he does it. You're saying that it's ksheri? Rather suggest Oh, so rather chalitza mutes is that they said him do chalitza, and then if you do chalitza, she'll give you two hundred zuz. So he makes a stipulation. So so there's the condition, and then he goes ahead and does the chalitza. Well, since he did a maise, since he did the chalitza, so that undoes the condition, the initial condition. It undoes the initial condition. So, so let's say over here as well that if he's Makadishar with conditions, but then he has Bia without condition, give him the ball, that once he has Bia, so it, 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 it undoes the initial condition. So, why are you saying that everyone agrees that if he was Makadish al and then had Bia, Stam, it would not be a good condition because of the Tanai, but we seem to be saying over here from the Chalitza example that once you take action, it undoes the original Tanai. So I would say that once they have Bia, it undoes the initial conditions. So I'm like, Yaakov says to his nephew, young Torah scholar, Torah student, you're saying good, but say better. Where do we learn out stipulations from? From the conditions of the sons of God and the sons of Ruvain when they asked to stay on the Avranor. So any condition that would be able to be executed by way of a messenger, of a proxy, such as to fight in a war. So that would be considered a, a, a proper stipulation, a stipulation that can be fulfilled um, through a uh, messenger, through a proxy. But if it would be unable to be fulfilled by way of a proxy, well, awesome, right? Meaning, in, in, if it would be unable to be fulfilled by way of a proxy, as was able to be done by the fighting, it wouldn't be considered a tenai. And therefore, um, and there, for um, what are we even talking about? I don't, I don't even know what we're talking about. Ah, okay. And therefore, by chalitza, since chalitza cannot be done by a proxy, so therefore the tanai, right, that on the condition that Shalgivi 200 Zeus was never a really valid tanai, anyways. But what about bia, right? We gave an example at the end of the daf yesterday. Right? That I'll appear with you under the condition that you, right, that your father is, in, in, is okay with it. And, and yet we're saying that it's a proper tanai. But bia you can't do by way of a proxy. So that's just because kedusha bia are compared to kedusha kesef and kedusha shtar, and by those you can have a proxy. So therefore, so, and because we compare all of the different types of uh, kedushins to each other, so that is why the stipulation works. But in general, a stipulation would need to be one that can be accomplished by way of a proxy. Very interesting stuff. If a fellow uh, betrothes a woman with a loan, right? She owes him money and he says, you know what? Keep the money and that'll be your Kesev Kedushin. That doesn't work. He has to give it to her. 
Voal. And, uh, but then they have beer. Al Tanai. If he makes a stipulation and that wasn't met, Uval, and then has beer. The Pachos Mishvei Puta Uval. Or if he's Makadish with less than a Shavet Puta, and then they have beer. Tibiakol, Tzuchei Menuget. Everyone agrees that they're married and she would need a get. Amr of Yosef Bar Abba, Amr of Menachim, Amr of Ami, HaMakadish Bepachis, Mishvei Puta, Uval. Look, in the case of when he's Makadish with less than a Shavet Puta, and then he has beer. So then, Tzuchei uh, Menuget. Yeah, so then, so then, um, they would be considered married and she would need a get. But, um, but, uh, by the other ones, right? Bahahu, Dilotai, Davke, when it comes to less than a Shavaputa, so he knows that, uh, less than a Shavaputa won't work, and therefore when he has Bia, um, it's gonna be the shame Kiddushin, and therefore they would need a get. Bahanach, but by the other ones, by the condition, by, if it's less than a, um, uh, uh or, or if it was by a, a, a loan, so then, um, it would not, he, he wouldn't know that, uh, it's ineffective, and therefore, um, he wouldn't be having Bielashim Kedushin, because he would, he would think that the, you know, Milva worked, or the, right, that the loan worked, or that the, um, condition was, you know, still acceptable Kedushin. So, therefore, they're not actually married, because the Bia wasn't the Shem Kedushin. That if a fellow is Mikadesh, a woman with, by a stipulation that was not met, Uval, and then he has Bia, Menuget, they're considered married and she would need a divorce document. Zelia Maise, this was an actual incident. And the rabbis were unable to release this woman without a get. To the exclusion from this Tana, that when it says by a sota that if it was consensual, right? If it wasn't against her will, so then she's a surah on but if it was against her will, muteris, then she's permitted to her husband. But there's another woman that even though um, it was consensual, muteris, it's, she's still permitted. Who is this? It's referring to a woman whose kiddushin was um, accidental. That, uh, you know, that there was a stipulation that was not met. That even if uh, they had a baby, she would be able to um, go back to her husband. Right? Meaning, if they got married by way of a uh, stipulation, so then it wouldn't be considered Kiddushin. And therefore, um, she would, right, even if she had, right, so therefore they're not married, and if she had a relationship with somebody else, she would still be able to go back to her original husband because they were not actually married. So we see, according to this opinion, if they, there was a Tanai, that was not met, and then they had Bia, so they're not considered married, but we had said that that um, if they had a tonight that was not met, and then they had Bia, they would be considered married. Okay, fine. Turn one of the rabbis taught, So if she went to a Chochom, right, so she had Nidarim, and they got, and then she got engaged, and she had these Nidarim, but then um, she went to a Chochom, and he uh, allowed them. Mikudeshes, so Bashaida that works. It's a rofe vripe also in Mikudeshes. But if, um, she got, right, betrothed her and she had mums, and then she got the mums fixed by a doctor, uh, that doesn't work. Mabin chochum lerofe. What's the difference between, uh, um, permitting vows and healing wounds? Chochum okres aneder meikaru. Well, a, 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 a chochum is able to undo a, is able to permit and uproot a, a vow you know, retroactively, initially. So therefore, once the vow is, is uprooted, so then it's ki'ilu at the time of the betrothal, she didn't have any vows. 
Whereas a doctor is only healing from this point and onward. Which means at the time of the Kedushin, she had these women. But one second, we have a verse that says that whether we're talking about if she went to, right, if she permitted the vows, or whether we're talking about healing wounds, either way, it does not work. It's not good Kedushin. Right, so it's Semachlogus of Meir and Abelazar. So when we say, in the first b'risa, so we say that um, if she permits the vows, then it's okay. So that's according to Meir who says that um, a fellow is cool with his wife going to Bezdin to permit the um, vows. Um, who says, um, that he doesn't want, right? A fellow doesn't expect that his wife is going to go to Bezin to, um, undo a vow. And therefore, he did not marry her, assuming, like a betrothed assuming that she was going to be going to Bezin to undo her vows. Okay, fine. Mayhi, what is this machlokus between Rabbi and Rabbi Lazar? It's not as we learn in the Mishnah. If a fellow, um, um, uh, divorces his wife because of a particular nether. She made a, a vow and he says, you know what? I'm divorcing you. He cannot remarry her. Or if he is Motsi Shemra, right? He thought that she, he was, he was convinced that she had a relationship with somebody else. So he divorced her. So they cannot get remarried. Um, two possible reasons. One is out of concern that, well, because if we allow him to get remarried, well, what might happen is that let's just say as a nether and then she divorces him uh, and then they get divorced and then she gets remarried to somebody else. He might then be able to say, wait, I didn't realize that I can actually permit this, um, vow. And then he might retroactively be mad to the nether. And then that means that retroactively they're still married and she couldn't get remarried to somebody else, which is a real mess. So therefore we say, look, you know, in these cases, you can't get remarried. That's that. Um, the other way would be to, to sort of, um, um, you know, kind of, uh, so that uh, to make sure that uh, the Jewish women are into it. What does it say? So that they shouldn't be making promises, right, vows or, or having relationships with other people because they know that if they do, they won't be able to get remarried to their husbands. Fine. Um, fine. Rebuta Omer says, Rebuta Kol Neda Shiyadu Barabim. Any vow that, right, that the people, that lots of people, at least 10 people know about, so then Lo Yachzer, you cannot get remarried. Lo yadavorabim. But if not, a lot of people know about it. So then, yachzer, they can get remarried. Mayor Omer says, Reb Mayor Kol Neder Shatzar Chakiras Chacham Lo Yachzer. Any neder that needs to um, uh, go to uh, Bezdin, so then if they get divorced, he can not. Um, um, he can not get remarried because. Um, if so, then he might, right, again, she might get remarried to somebody else, and then he'll say, oh, I would have expected, if I knew that you could be moderate, I would have expected you to go to Bezdin, so therefore, we make it clear that, look, if she marries somebody else, right, that if you get divorced, that you won't be able to get remarried. Um, but if it doesn't require going to Bezdin, so so then, um, you know, if, if he knows about it, he'll, he'll be, uh, you know, annul it, and, uh, and so if he doesn't, fine. So if he knows about it, it could just be annul it and there's nothing, uh, if he leaves it, then he leaves it. Right? I mean, he's not going to say later on, oh, if I had known, I could annul it. So Amr, Reb Elazar says, Reb Elazar, Lo Asu, Tzarech Elim Says Reb Elazar, the only reason that they say that if you need to go to Bezdin, um, 
it is also is only because of when it doesn't need to go to Bezdin. Maybe he'll make the argument later on that he didn't know that he could be that right that he could null it, annul it. But in terms of um, uh, when when the ones that do need to go to Bezdin, technically speaking, there's no concern because um, he wouldn't want his wife going to Bezdin anyways. Okay. Uh, my time of the Yehuda Hakam Abuda says that a uh, vow that the that the that the public knows about they can't get remarried. The puzzle says Velo Hikum Kenishbu Loem Nesia Edo that um, that um, a, a vow that uh, that the public knows about cannot be annulled because it says by the Givonim that the Benesol um, didn't uh, right, the Benesol spared them because they had sworn to them. The Nisiye Ha'ed of Chama Rabim, how much is considered Rabim? Rav Nachman Ba'itzlok Hamer Shlosha, Rav Nachman Ba'itzlok Hamer Shlosha, three, Yomim Shnaim Rabim Shlosha. That when the Pasuk says Yomim Rabim, so Yomim is two, Rabim is three. Rav Yitzlok Omar, Asara says Rav Yitzlok ten, Eidok Sibu, because it says Eido by the Givonim, it says Velikum Bnei Sok, and Ishbulam, Nisiye Ha'ed, and Eido is ten. Rav Meir Omer said, Rav Meir, that any nether that you have to go to Bezdin, so if they get divorced in that, they cannot get remarried. Says the only reason why when it needs to go to Bezdin is they can't get remarried is only because of a situation when it doesn't need to go to Bezdin, it does not need to go to Bezdin, maybe he'll make the argument that if uh, if only he knew that he could annul it that day, he would have done so. But my come, if forget what's the machlovus, if Mary Sover, Adam Rotsa, she disbazo, Ishtaba Bezdin, Rabbalazo Sover, Ain Adam Rotsa, she disbazo, Ishtaba Bezdin. So Mary says, look, a fellow would want his wife to go to Bezdin to annul the vow, to undo the vow. So therefore, um, um, you know, we have to be concerned that if she marries somebody else, he might then say, oh, if only I knew that she can go to Bezdin, I would have had her go to Bezdin. Whereas Rabbalazo says that a person, doesn't want his wife to go to Bezdin, but the concern is that um, if if um, if it in situations where it does not need to go to Bezdin, he can annul it himself. Maybe he won't know that he could annul it, and then after she gets remarried to somebody else, he might say, "Oh, if only I knew that I could annul it, then I would have annulled it." All right, friends, that was the final. Hope you enjoy. Peace out.